The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stay to reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 5th of June, 2021. I'm your host, Bad Billy. And I apologize I wasn't able to have a show last week, uh, just a little complicated uh, issues there, but uh, hey, we are back on the air this week, and if uh, you're listening to this uh, during the uh, regular broadcast time, I am currently in Rapid City, South Dakota, for the Red Pill Expo. And uh, you remember I talked to uh, Dan Happel about that last time. Well, next week on the 6th anniversary show, I'll be talking a little bit more and hopefully uh, maybe uh, put a little surprise for that right there. Anyway, in just a little bit, you're going to hear an interview that I recorded with uh, Lenny and Jimmy of a band called Lenny, spelled L-E-N-N-E, uh, pronounce it Lynn or Lenny. They per they prefer Lenny, so that's what I'm going to use. And later on in the show, I was joined by Brett Sessoms out of uh, Mississippi, uh, talking about uh, gun control uh, here in the United States and in South Africa. Before I get to all that. I want to cue one of the latest singles from Lenny. This is called Letting You Down. Be right back with Jimmy and Lenny right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
thrill seeker rocking out to the station i hear you you're probably even sipping on a drink right now an average blah blah drink in a can or bottle one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you i'll bet you want something different don't you something more take your shot with cold cock whiskey the best whiskey anywhere why because it's different from other liquors cold cock whiskey is herbal whiskey 100 all natural herbs blended with aged american whiskey no more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. 
wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Why is there such a thing as anal bleaching? Because some animals need to lighten up. Ooh, is that Mr. Holland? Yes, ma'am. Please don't touch. Without free speech, society never would have discovered that the earth is round or realized that a person's rights should not be based on their skin color. Figures like Galileo and Martin Luther King prove that free thinking alone is not enough. If you wish to change things, you have to speak out about what you believe. Exercise your right to free speech, for it is one of your greatest rights. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. First, there was Cracked Up Live. This is Cranked Up Live. Then, Cranked Up Went Country. Today's best and tomorrow's greats. Cranked Up Country. Now, Cranked Up Live is back. This is a sizzling hot podcast. Cranked Up Live. Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? <laughs> no. Justice-involved individuals is what they renamed them. Listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankeduplive. Cranked Up Live. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Letting You Down by Lenny, and it is my pleasure to welcome, of course, Jim and Lenny of the band Lenny to the show. How you guys doing? We're doing great, sir. All right. We're doing all right, yeah. Yeah, I, thank you so much for having us and listening and all that kind of yeah. stuff. We do appreciate it. It's <laughs> it's all we think about. <laughs> Correct. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys taking some time out to talk to me. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, for those who haven't heard of Lenny, and of course you guys are, are fairly new, why don't you give a little background to the listeners about yourselves and about the band a little bit. Or I mean, Jamie and I just met a couple of years ago, um, by chance, I guess, or not even by chance. A uh, mutual friend was like, "You guys right. gotta <laughs> play together." Yeah. Uh, and before that, I mean, years ago, geez, uh, at this point, over a decade ago, I I landed a, a spot on a tour with Black Label Society, Seven Dust, and Dope, and um, it was like one of the wildest six weeks of my life. Uh, shortly after very close person to me passed away and Morgan Rose happened to be in my area doing session work. And, um, we started writing some songs and doing some stuff, getting deep, getting, you know, emotional and personal about music, I guess. Well, that's redundant, right? Emotional music. Right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it's all based on like tragedy, but we're all like, friends and just like you know we even though life sends you a bunch of lemons you know we we find ways to just kind of you know keep 
keep going and the music i guess is is the thing that keeps us all immature and and somewhat right. happy <laughs> i hear exactly. you i hear you there for sure all right uh, uh, yeah there's been the, i mean look at the, the time like i i was i was dating this girl she was 27 years old and she passed away she she overdosed on some pills and uh, i was writing some songs and morgan was one of the first people who was like dude we got it we got to like record some of this, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's been like that, you know, my mom passed away and he was like, okay, let's do some more. So it's kind of like one of those guys like, Morgan, I love you. But same time, it's like, <laughs> you're ripping me out here, you know? <laughs> oh man. It, it, it's a thing though. And I can imagine too uh, how it's been the past year with uh, COVID and everything happening too. Obviously, you've had a lot of time to write songs and uh, get some stuff done. Very oh, for sure. I mean, we were actually supposed to come out a year before. Uh, sorry, Jim, if I keep stepping on. No, you no, 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 not at uh, all. Yeah, we were supposed to come out uh, about a year before, but literally, our meetings were in New York City, and everything got shut down. Everything just like started getting shut down and, and and everybody was just like hey uh yeah that fly got canceled that hotel got canceled that meeting got canceled everything is like like being shut down for now um so yeah i think a lot of people had about usually a year to to kind of <laughs> sit on yeah. some stuff for a little bit <laughs> yeah oh yeah and, and not to mention too i mean how uh it's it's hit the industry pretty hard, especially uh, in New York. And, uh, of course, I'm pretty sure a lot of venues, whether you've performed there or seen performances there and hung out there, have been shut down over the past year. Right. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, so many different things. Uh, yeah. I think, Jim, uh, was it the last show we played together was officially? Valentine's was, Day. Now, now since uh, we, we just did a benefit... In Allentown for our friends, and oh yeah, we well, good that with Marianne. Yeah, that was the first time we played uh, since February fourteenth last year. Wow, and we yeah. and that was a great show. That was that was in New York too, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was kind of wild because the, in the beginning of two thousand twenty, we were kind of rolling heavy. We were recording and playing and and doing everything you know that that you want to do. Um, and then everything came to a screeching halt. Yeah. I mean, such a screeching halt. And now, now things do seem to be opening up, but things are still weird and, yeah, you know, there was, you know, I, I, it's not, it's still, it's still not like, yeah, it's still a weird time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah between, yeah. I can imagine between uh, Cuomo and de Blasio, it's still uh, pretty wrapped up tight. <laughs> New York is an interesting place to live, regardless of what's going on. But yeah, this uh, and I, I'll keep my opinions to myself in terms of politics. But it's definitely an interesting place. <laughs> and every morning, you know, when I turn on the TV for background noise for my dog, and the you know it's the uh, New York One comes on, and the stuff that I, I just hear and think, ah, let me put on Futurama. 
Exactly, Dad. Bob and Seinfeld. Well, I have I I have definitely my own opinions about the two gentlemen that I just spoke with, but that, but uh, I I tell them to uh, other guests. So right, <laughs> right. Oh man. We're all so politically correct, aren't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> you know, yes. another thing, like, like uh, uh, Jim and I have been talking a lot about this, you know, especially the last couple of days. You know, we're talking to a lot of people, and, uh, you know, people are very sensitive, and that's okay. I don't mind people being sensitive. I'm sensitive. God, most people who know me have seen me cry. Uh, plenty of times, you know what I mean. Right. Like sensitivity is okay; it's called being human. Yeah, um, right. But then there are things that happen that you're just like, "All right, is this all right?" Mm. A little over oversensitivity. Is this really um, necessary? <laughs> correct. Like, like, correct. What are we? What's real? Uh, but again, you know, yeah, God, we don't want to offend anybody. Um, but uh, but again, that's one of the reasons why we do the music too you know we the music is that avenue where you can do and say and express anything correct and people can take what they want from it you know i mean it's kind of a therapy thing oh yeah yeah you know at least it is for us i mean we, we we think about it and play it all the time and it's like well if you can get something from it great you know that's 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 why we're here <laughs> you know on a side note too, you know guys i just yeah. realized I'm, I'm walking around like with my sunglasses and hat on like like this <laughs> is a like a video interview and i'm like actually i could nobody's looking at me right now huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all audio <laughs> i'm like it doesn't matter if i'm naked right now wow this is, this is <laughs> just a side note guys i'm sorry no no uh, now, I was going to say on a side note, too, uh, you know, it's been, what, uh, almost 30 years since I've been to New York City or that metropolitan area. There, oh, wow. There's, mm-hmm. a, you know, it's a little too much for me, I will say that. But uh, there's one comedy club I wanted to go to there, and it's shut down. So, oh, wow. that would be Dangerfields. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, I, I, I mean, I am born and raised in New York. But a lot of things have gone away. I mean, yeah. not just from the pandemic, you know, just over the years. You know, I mean, I remember when CBGB's got closed down. That was like, whoa, you know, there, there, there are things. So, so now, even now, on top of that, with this pandemic and everything, um, there's some things that, yeah, that's that's danger fields, huh? I just, wow. I'll just uh, say, I'll just say it bluntly. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. I no, mean, you're right. Yeah. I mean, then probably what I'm going to remember most about uh, Dangerfield is listening to Andrew Dice Clay nearly getting a fight with somebody in the crowd. So, Your Lord. I know. Yeah, oh, man. I mean, if you listen to uh, Andrew Dice Clay's The Day the Laughter Died Part 2 and go to the very end of it, you'll hear an altercation that was very, very real. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. See, uh, and that's funny because we were just talking about like politically correct stuff. Now, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, and, right. Not. <laughs> and that was. The- but funny as hell. Like, I, I, sorry, but, you know, the, when he, the nursery rhyme stuff. Oh, oh no. people, like, it was oh. terrible, but funny. <laughs> I don't 
don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't Just one of the, like, sometimes, uh, I guess uh, so many guys in my circle, uh, even Jimmy and I, we're, we're talking about, like, you got to take the piss air out of yourself sometimes. Just be, and just, like, lighten up and just, you know, sometimes it is okay to just... <laughs> be really awful. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's okay to laugh at like <laughs> stupid stuff sometimes. Yeah. You know, as long as you're hurting anybody and you're not, you know, of course, you know, there's a level to everything, but entertainment right. is, yeah. is a funny thing and being human is a funny thing and just sometimes, you know, it is okay to just like, I mean, I've yeah. said, oh my God, I could tell you some stories of things that I've said stupid things oh, at the wrong time, but we're funny as hell. Like looking back, I'm like, but guys, you're still talking about it. So obviously <laughs> right. it was entertaining. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I want to, I want to take, I want to take a moment. I want to talk about that song we just heard. And I guess I got to say the very beginning of it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm listening. I like the, the way you kind of put the creepy vibe into it. And then, uh, it, it, you know, it just takes off from there. Oh, that's Jimmy right there. Jimmy can yeah. play anything that has a string on it or a key on it. Jimmy can play it. Oh, I try. And, uh, I'll love, uh, you know, it, it's funny you say that. Cause the intro to the song, a lot of people brought it up. Like, hey, that's like the intro to a horror movie. And right. the thing is, Jim has a uh, career of doing soundtrack work. So, yeah. it, so it's cool to hear people saying, dude, it sounds like the intro to like a horror movie or something like, yeah, because that's what this guy does. That's what, well, and kind of, and, and actually it was our, our, our good friend, Corey Lowry, um, who plays in Cedar was uh, one of my favorite he, dudes in the world. Oh dude. And he built, so he built the keys and then I, I re I Morgan and I composed recomposed off of that. So, but we wanted something that was, kind of unsettling and and then this song especially we have influences from typo negative and like like i said like like uh, when i was saying the halloween you, aspect you took the words right out of my mouth right there because i was gonna say i kind of got a bit of a typo negative vibe the only thing i didn't, thank you yeah, the only thing i didn't hear was peter steely's voice you know that, that <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Like, You're making me laugh too because I'm, I'm with you a billion percent. Like, the only thing lacking is that deep baritone, you know, right? Baritone. Uh, vocal is like, uh, you know, uh, if we could, like, if anybody actually knows this song, staring at six feet below. I mean, if right, with Peter Peter right? could have done it, he could have done it properly. <laughs> you oh, know, man. you know, um, it's. Uh, it's really funny that you know we're mentioning all this too, because there there is a channel somewhere on YouTube. What if uh, this guy he uh, he either sounds like Lane Staley or he sounds like P- I, Peter Steely? I, 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 I know I, I, follow, I follow. I think I've seen it too. Yes. No, no, I follow. I follow this guy. His name is Dennis Pauna. Yes, and, and I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm actually going to send him a request. Because yeah, one one thing I think uh, typo negative could have done, because they they covered a lot of songs. You know, they covered uh, uh, Neil Young a little bit. You know, Cinnamon Girl. Yes, I yes. have a tattoo on my back that says my Cinnamon Girl with a little baby dragon on it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking, yeah. I I'm not even kidding. If, 
you know, this is the first time I've ever said this too, and I'm just speaking hell out of what I'm thinking here. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> we do that all the time. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I think one song that I would have loved to hear Typo Negative cover would uh, would be uh, the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by. Um, uh, what Ooh. Yeah, I, I forgot the name. Uh, the Gord, Gordon, uh, Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if Typo Negative would have thought to cover that song, I think it would have been oh, amazing. something amazing. so I'm going to go beyond that and say fucking spectacular. Oh, you're, oh no, you're not, you're not lying. And that, that Dennis Pauna guy, he's incredible because he does all the parts, all the vocals. He took Master of Puppets, and I believe he did it in the style of Alice in Chains. He did, yes. Yeah, and it was amazing. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, you and Jimmy are going to be best friends because <laughs> I can just tell you guys, uh, Jimmy knows everything about everybody's career in music, so you guys are just going to be the best friends ever. <laughs> and I'm just awesome. I, yeah. Well, you know that that does lead to another question too. Is uh, you know, Jimmy obviously, um, uh, both of you guys are artists. But um, let me ask you this: Do you take anything for, or any ideas from other genres? Because I believe for to be an artist, it's important to uh, listen to other genres, even if it's not your cup of tea. You know, take some oh, ideas yeah. for some country Absolutely. or some uh, Frank Sinatra oh, or whatever. Man. You know. You know, you're so absolutely. cool, man. I mean, I, I love your approach and your questions and stuff. It's so cool. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's one of the things that Jim and I talk about all the time. We're like, yeah. yeah, we do listen to Pantera and Metallica, but guess what? I also love Sarah Brightman. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jim's got, oh, Jim, she, what do you listen to? I mean, it, a little bit in particular. Well, actually, for us, it, 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 it's kind of odd. Like, the, of course, the heaviness, you know, like I said, we mentioned Alice in Chains, Metallica. Um, what one I listen to is, what well, one is movie soundtracks, especially from, you know, like Good, the Bad, and the Ugly oh, and stuff yes. like that. Oh, I love that stuff. <gasps> right? Oh, so, cool. All right. So, That's a good reference. So I'll take stuff like that and... So I, I do I do keyboard I, I I do electric mandolin for us I don't do it I don't play it like a traditional bluegrass player My two biggest influences are James Hetfield his clean tone mm-hmm. and actually um, um, Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits and so I wanted I, I wanted I wanted to explore the areas that like uh, obviously Morgan's percussionist and and Lenny his style I mean. That that guitar solo, um, Lenny wrote the guitar solo for that. So it was a very southern rock kind of feel. But I wanted I want to explore areas of the songs where you might not readily hear what I'm doing, but it's there mm-hmm. to fill it in. So um, well, we've come. In, I, I feel like we've come into such a, uh, an awesome time of music because both of you guys probably remember the late. 90s and early 2000s it was like stale and you were not allowed to cross genres everything was just weird and then suddenly it was like people started being okay with one heavy ass music like heavy it was okay to have a heavy guitar lick and you didn't have to be screaming but screaming was okay too and that's one of the things we don't do like we don't uh, as far as Lenny goes, this particular project, we don't 
We're not going to do the, the streaming. Not going to uh, do the know. cannibal corpse thing. <laughs> no, no, even, even though I'm, their new album is great. It's, it's fine. Hey, look, I love guys like like one of my biggest influences vocally is Phil and Song, you know, Pantera. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell but yeah. I don't have any, I have nothing on that guy. Like, I can't do that kind of stuff. That's not what I do. I can't. I love it, though. I mean, I, I Pantera is one of my favorite bands. Dimebag, God, one of my favorite people of all time. I only got to, yeah. I, I, I ran into him only like two times in my life. But man, one of my most memorable, like if, like my biggest fan moment was meeting Dimebag because I could contain myself. I was like, "Holy crap, you're Dimebag, Daryl! You're Daryl!" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was like laughing at me. He was like, "Dude, I'm like the same age as you and shit. We have the same hairstyle and tattoos. Just calm down." Type of thing. He was like, "Not real," but it was one of those things. Like, but you're Dimebag, Daryl. And he's like, "Yeah, you're." Whoever you are, and that's cool too. Yeah. We're not worthy. It, you know, <laughs> exactly. We're not worthy. <laughs> we, um, yeah. It's and it, it's really something with who we collaborate with. For for, for Lenny and I, it, it's getting to know our you know the friends we collaborate with. Um, we we I mean we had their posters and their albums as kids. We're not we're not far behind them. Um, but <laughs> pun. Pun intended. Uh, we're, we're, uh, our, our friends in, in Candlebox. Um, oh, we, we actually good guys. Oh, awesome! Best yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have Kevin are really good friends. We we have a long history with the guys in Candlebox. They're like, yeah, they're awesome. I love them. Can't say anything bad about them. Well, yeah. I could, but they find me. <laughs> they, yes. um, but I mean, Kevin Martin wrote Far Behind and sold like twenty-two million copies of that single itself oh, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. unheard of you know i mean look these days i mean a song uh, it's just one of those things i every so often i'll you know somebody will be at the traffic light by my house spinning you know heavy <laughs> fa- left me far behind yeah you know? and, and man we know that guy i actually yeah. know that guy that guy <laughs> won't admit that he knows me, but I know him. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta ask you guys one of my favorite questions before we run out of time. No problem. Okay. Okay. So I, lo- I love this question because of the crazy fucked up answers I get from it. Trust me. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm boy. excited. I'm excited. All right. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> okay. So this doesn't matter if you're pay- you're playing some dirty dive bar or some shithole. Out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, that holds about maybe twenty-five people, or if, if you're lucky, or you we played there last week. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Or if you've uh, booked out Madison Square Garden, doesn't matter okay. the venue. Right. What is the craziest thing you have witnessed while performing on stage? Oh, my mm. God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what i'll be honest like this isn't gonna sound super crazy but there was there was this time in new jersey at a dive bar um and this young woman that was not from the area approaches us yes and she do you and she asks me do you know how to play some alan jackson (laughs) <laughs> and I had no idea what she was talking about. 
And she was well, like, how do you not know? He's very famous and like, popular. Verbally assaulted us. And yeah, like, like she yelled at us like, how do you not know Alex Jackson? <laughs> right, is that the, the, the right name I'm using, bro? Like, that's yeah, yeah, the guy, yeah. Right? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was, she she was, was like, Yelling at she was dressed us. Dressed yelling as a referee. At you remember that? She yeah, was in a referee uniform. <laughs> she did. She, she had a referee shirt on. Oh my god, it was weird. And she's just yelling at us like, "How do you I not know, know this Jackson. guy? He's very famous." <laughs> and we're like, um, "Okay, sorry that we don't." But no, I don't know any Alan Jackson songs. I, I do apologize. Yeah. Oh. So it's that was definitely I don't know dude, I, that's one of the funnier moments. Oh, I great. mean, I, there's other. I mean, there was a time I got punched in the face by a woman because she thought I was flirting with her girlfriend, but I was actually just complimenting her tattoo. But I got <laughs> oh punched God. in the face for that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I got dragged out because you know when you see a woman fighting a guy, um, the guy's getting dragged out. So I'm getting dragged out. I'm showing my my backstage pass like like no I'm in the band guys and they're just like get the fuck out of here <laughs> kicking my ass out and like I was just complimenting her on her tattoo and her girlfriend decided to punch me in the face <laughs> okay you know you know um, Lenny I got I got something to recommend to you so it was it was just a little over a year ago I interviewed a uh, country slash comedy artist by the name of Scuzz Twitley. Oh, oh yeah, he, he's funny as shit. So okay. when you get time... And our, shit is funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get, when you get time, go to uh, just go to YouTube and just put in Scuzz Twitley, a bitch named Sue. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to do that, like, now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, so will, they, I will, I will, I mean... Basically, what it's about is a is a woman that uh, he met at a bar that kind of bullied him around and re- realized until the point where he had enough and, and fucking socked her and then t- tried as he could to beat the shit out of her and realized it was just it was all foreplay to begin with. <laughs> Hell, that sounds horrible and great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying though. That's that's part of what it you know. It's you gotta just enjoy the craziness of life that happens sometimes. I mean, right. sometimes things happen and as long as you're not, you know, committing a major crime, it's all fun and games. Major crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a major crime, you know. Look, I'm right. Look, I won't go into details. I've been there. <laughs> not really, but I'm saying, but yeah, get but stories are stories and as long as you're we make fun and we do make jokes and everything, but we actually care about everybody and love everybody Absolutely. and everything. We were actually just talking to, to <laughs> a lovely lady uh, just yesterday, day before, just, right? And yep. Jimmy was like, oh, I love people. And he, and she was like, I, I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, my, you know, with, with, with racism being such a, a stupid topic that seems to get everybody's attention, I like oh, yeah. uh, one of my favorite phrases is uh, I don't discriminate. I fucking hate everyone. I hate everybody. Right. <laughs> Look, equal opportunity there, offender. Yes. Yeah, there, there are things and I, and uh, you know, I do say this proudly. I have no, dis- I don't, dis- I don't discriminate. I don't really, it doesn't bother me what your 
race, sexuality, religion, political view. I, it really actually has does not bother me uh, unless unless you're coming to beat me up. Right. Otherwise, I don't care. Like, it's, oh, good I, for you. That's you know. <laughs> all the power exactly. to you. I don't give a shit. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, uh, you know. <laughs> We got to fight for our right to party. I don't know. Wait, is it <laughs> one of those things? Or like, look, sometimes it is okay to just be silly and just, you know, especially in times like this where everybody's so serious and right. music need, the music is essential. I mean, think about like, come on, think about like things like Woodstock and everything. Not that we're, I'm comparing myself to anybody like that, like mm-hmm. who played wood, but I'm saying like, like music is there for a reason and brought people together sometimes you do need to just like say fuck it and hit play and get naked in a field and dance and uh, I don't know what. <laughs> that's, it. that's it it's accurate very accurate yeah. I'd yeah. say all right yeah. so uh, just a just a couple more questions here Sir. Um, so from what I understand, uh, you're basically, you're putting the, this, this album you have out uh, piece by piece and kind of teasing the fans a little bit, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, when would you say the next single is going to be released and uh, any clue of what uh, the title's going to be? Well, Jimmy, what you got to say? Well, yeah, I, got, I got some stuff to say. Okay. We were. I, I think they're, we're spreading it out. I. I, I think, I, I, a conservative estimate, I would say within the next month, you'll you'll see the second war. Where did you just support. say a, con, a conservative estimate? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, Time wise, what's that? Oh, I'm just saying. I like. It. Time-wise, looking at probably in the next month, you'll see the second single from us along with a video. Um, I, I, I won't, I won't speak. I, I, we have to talk to our, our, our folks at Imagine Records, and and um, but we, we, there's one we have in particular that we want to get out there um, that. Um, it was it was the first video we shot. We shot it in Brooklyn, and it big, real big, real big choruses on it, like uh, letting you, like letting you down. And um, yeah, we were, we had some some crazy uh, funny spaces in New York City, oh, in Brooklyn, like yes. found these. Well, we didn't. We had dudes behind the scenes that were like, "Hey, come to this address." And then we get there, and, and it's, it's, a, it's like a mannequin factory. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know. Um, so, so the original idea was to do like a song every three weeks. Um, I personally, I will be honest, mm-hmm. and I hope the guys don't mind me saying this. I want to just put out the songs we have. I want to put out the EP right now. I want to put them all out. Um, but but right now we're testing the waters. You know, we are building this from the ground up. So like our social media stuff isn't super like, you know, like you can't need, it's not like, Oh my God, these guys have 10 million. No, we're starting. You know, we're very, you know, but, but I'm okay with where we are right now. You know, um, 
but I would like to get more music out there. I'll, I'll be honest. I would like to just let people hear more of the songs. Um, but right now it looks like we're going to do like a song every three weeks, give or take. All right. Sounds perfect. I really, really hate to say this guys, but, uh, I am completely out of time. Uh, hey, no, sorry. We tend to do that. No, no. God, no, we didn't exhaust you, no, but it was really awesome talking to you. No, no problem. Hey, I want to wish you guys the best of luck in your future endeavors. And uh, perhaps you, uh, maybe we'll be speaking again. I hope so. Anytime, I hope so. Anytime hey. sir. We'd love to be on again. Absolutely. Got my number. So we got it, man. <laughs> All right. You know, so anytime, anytime. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You be well. You bet. You mm-hmm. guys take care. Yes, sir. Rock and roll. And with that said, it's time to go to the first music set. Coming up, we have Charlie Bonnet III, going to be followed by Insatia, Chino XL, Mandy Shea, and Mark Rizzo. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Once in my life have I been so far in love So you were sent to me by the good Lord of above Was I going blind, oh baby, was it my infatuation with you You flashed that sweet smile, I came under your spell
of the rawest, rawest hardest, hardest, deepest, deepest pounding, pounding your mom can dish out. See your mom perform ass play at the Haven't Been a Virgin in Years Mega Store on the corner of 69th and 42nd in New York City. Your mom will also be performing oral, bent over the toilet, in the back door, and the acoustic version of Canine Love, along with many others. For the low price of $9.99, you can get your mom's pass on CD with tracks like With the Mailman, Slip and Slide with KY, Teabagging, Taking It All, and Nine Inch Dildo. And do not forget your mom's videos on sale for only $12.99 with titles like Your Mom Exposed, Your Mom In Through Her Outdoor, and Live With Your Mom, Rooter, Roar, and On Your Face. And look for the soon-to-be-released Your Mom's Harry Potter with many collector's editions like Sit on my face and tell me you love me And the highly sought after and rare Smooth Teen Box And do not forget to pick up a copy Of the latest artist to sign on your mom's label Bloody Rag With their new album Dripping Clot Kidney Stone Magazine says That your mom performs on hands and knees Better than a high priced whore So run out and drop a load on your mom we did, we did, we did, we did, we did, we did. Can't believe you would say what you told me today. Oh, you've made it clear. Can't believe that you chose over what we both know, bringing me to tears. And I'm watching us fade. And I'm 
Yeah. Poison pan busted. I have predicted events before they have occurred as a child with the special gift. I swore the wind spoke as I woke from dreams of a real life which I couldn't seem to obtain. Only pain chasing shadows in the day. And at night it was even worse, submerged in a comatized chaos, wondering from which my talent came. Worshipping idols with many names, I lusted for change, granted an intuition beyond human definition. Hurtling my barren living conditions, screaming for someone to listen, pushing the limits of man's superstition. My body deformed, my brain suffered lack of nutrition, labeled a dreamer with no sense of what is arisen. One theory, I'm the son of a witch's covenant. If you can name a spirit, then with my pen, I can summon it. Some people say I'm evil as you're gonna get. Of the same, my parents were experimented on by the government. And certain things I write, if the world knew, they'd be amazed. I got their entire lives in my notebook, and I'm the author of the last page. But please, God, don't punish me. Make bad things happen to kids who make fun of me. Heard of Nostradamus, he like a son of me. Some people come to me, said they see me in a vision. All over the world, they and I ain't even religious It's weird for me to live this The spirits in my lyrics Sometimes they reveal shit that I don't wanna know Like Kennedy, Saddam, Vietnam, bills of Congress All my life something wasn't right the night they took Christopher Wallace I've wandered through the corpses of Hiroshima Also in Auschwitz I've been chased out of Rome by priests with crosses Air forces have reported seeing my image protect Ashley. I'm the chemical makeup in the universe tapestry Half of me cries for this condition of man stay poison the land i'm not sure which position to stand but take me by the hand the poison pen offers resurrection shrouded in darkness with no heaven protection you lay in the aftermath of he who laughs last now i have written it so it shall come to pass conversations with god one day i thought i saw you in the midst of angels burning on fire in egyptian soil the moon blighted red the dead speaking an original tongue that only i understood the sound the work is now Begun. Hounds after the blood of your servant, the serpent circle my feet as I glide towards the steps of the Vatican, your majesty. You gave me the key to cover the land with the sea. I excavated the lost tablets that contain five more commandments. Abandonment of your second-born child down the Nile. Misplaced them in Jersey. It taught him survival. You guide my hand as I write the modern Bible. Not to denounce the first one, but after I finish writing mine, it's final. I scream of rage that's primal. Sneaking up your spinal. I speak it slow and clear so you can press it up on vinyl. My death is coming soon. For the love of savages. And what I say will be translated into many languages some say i'm crazy because i'm john doe by choice but god speaks to the children through the use of my voice i'm something different to everyone and refuse to do what many have done i'm the reincarnation of adam but you knew that from day one no need for me to get mad it's my time to heal them and if i have an enemy the lord god will kill them and my job won't be done until all time is done i'm made from the very same clay that god begot his own son Poison pen. Yeah, the poison pen. The poison pen. Yeah, yeah. The tragedy of poison pen.
of day You're my addiction Every time I try to stop
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com Worldwide, nations have been stripped of their rights and freedoms to make their own choices in life. Choices are made for them by their government. Insane, isn't it? Attend Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding Understanding of how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. Mark your calendar and make plans now to experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2021, June 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. With good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock and red dirt, there's something for everyone. Artists performing Thursday, June 24th include Brass Tax. Lord, if you can hear me, Ray Wiley Hubbard. Snake Farm. It just sounds nasty. Snake Farm. Night Ranger. And more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2021 include Bish's RV, Donnelly Sports, and Swire Coca-Cola. Have a great time while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. 
Yo, baby, you've your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, the shit, fuck shit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard Mark Rizzo with Signum. Before that, Mandy Shea with You're My Addiction. Before that, Chino XL with Poison Pen. Prior to that, Insatia with Not My God. And starting off the whole set, Charlie Bonnet III and You Got Me Confused. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to go to our next segment of the show, Outlaw Radio Gun Talk with special guest, Brett Sessoms. It's time for Outlaw Radio Gun Talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio Gun Talk, I want to welcome back Brett Sessoms out of good old Mississippi to the show. Brett, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How you doing, sir? All right, all right. So uh, we got some issues to talk about uh, that's happening both here in the United States and South Africa. But before we get to that, it's time to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is Jen Psaki. Well, what did she do? Uh, she, she opened her mouth and said that guns are the problem. Um, I think uh, the, the man holding the gun or the woman... So call me a sexist if you want for saying that. The person holding the gun is what is what the real, where the real danger lies. A gun cannot be responsible for a death, just as a shovel cannot be responsible for digging a ditch. Both are tools and have no will of their own. But uh, yeah, I'm. No, guns are not the problem. Idiots with guns are the problem. Get that through your thick skull, Jinsaki. All right. So, moving on. Uh, there was a video put out uh, by Ronaldo House uh, talking about uh, how uh, what's a new amendment they want to put in to the South African Constitution when it comes to purchasing a gun. So, Brett, we're going to take about five minutes, and uh, we're going to play that audio. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ronaldo. So, this video is going to focus on the government just trying another tactic to take your rights away from you. And in this instance, this right is quite serious. The right to self-defense. Yeah, that's right. So, there's an amendment firearm bill that is now in its draft phases that's open to the public to give input on, on whether or not you should be allowed to apply for a firearm license and use the excuse of self-defense. Now, if this draft bill is passed in its current form, 
when you go to a police station with all your documents and they see self-defense on there, it's going to be kicked out. So we've reached a point where we have 60 murders a day in South Africa and we have so much violent crime and only a handful of police officers are actually on the ground patrolling. I believe that number to be between 250 to 300,000 police officers to patrol 60 million people. Now note that that number that I just gave you, the 200 odd thousand, has to be divided into shifts and a lot of those individuals are also staff workers. They work in the offices, so they're not actually on the ground. So with that in mind, 60 murders a day, a violent country that's willing to kill you for your cell phone or your wallet, you wanting to protect yourself because the police can't, because the police can't be in 60 million different places to protect every single person. According to this draft legislation, completely unacceptable. How dare you want to defend yourself and your family? How dare you? But that is what the ANC government wants. Total control. They want a communist state where the citizens of this country is not armed. So if this bill, this draft bill is passed, that would mean that any new applic applicant and application to own a firearm, if your main reason is for self-defense, it'll be rejected automatically. Now please tell me how many people out there buy a firearm just for the sake of it. I'm not talking about those that do it for hunting or for sports shooting. I'm asking for your average Joe that is literally just applying for a firearm because they live in an area that isn't safe and they would like to protect them and their families. Now, according to this draft legislation, they are not able to do so. So please do the right thing. I posted a link below to Dear South Africa's website where they specifically talk about this draft policy that you can object against. And I would highly recommend that you go and do so and that you go and show your support against this idiotic draft policy that the government wants to impose on us with, the, with their draconian laws and basically take our weapons away from us. Now, just for full disclosure, I own f two firearms. Um, and if I had to apply after this uh, draft bill has been passed, I would not be able to own one of them. And my firearm has saved me on more than one occasions in a situation where I needed to protect myself so it wasn't self-defense. So with that being said, let's all work together. Let's put our money where our mouth is, at least our signatures this time around, and go to the link in the description and let's fight this absolutely bullshit draft amendment bill to its full extent. And that's pretty much all i got to say. Till later, cheers and peace out. All right, so we just heard what Ronaldo House had to say. So self-defense is not a legitimate reason to own a firearm, even though the police over there don't do their job and abuse their citizens. In fact, if you go to my Twitter at Outlaw Radio ABS and you scroll down a little bit, you will see a South African police officer uh, harassing a, yes, another black citizen. 
I don't know what the full story is behind the situation, but the police officer reached his hand into the car and and struck the person. So, uh, you know, and was cussing and yelling and all that. So, you know, the corrupt police system, they're not there to protect anybody, including the black population. They're a part of the problem. So, what what are these people to do? I mean, what do, are, are they supposed to? Uh, what's next? Are they they're going to watch them as they take they take down a, a big tree branch and they have to carve a spear out of it because that's the only form of defense they have? Well, what are these people to do? You there? Oh, I agree. This is this is going to be problem. This is going to be problematic. Okay. There are still some really good cops in South Africa that are dedicated to upholding the law and uh, and serving the public. But the majority of the police nowadays, I hate to say it, but it's true in South Africa, the majority of the police are corrupt or they're incompetent or they're racist or uh, all of the above. The majority of them are incompetent because they don't receive proper training because the ANC underfunds them. I mean, they don't make hardly any money. They don't get receive any training. I'm not excusing, but that's a lot of the reasons. And then... They're, the ANC is now going to come with the bill, and Ryan, if it passes, Ronald Posel says he'll sign it, where self-defense is not a reason to apply for a farm. If you apply for a farm and, and mark self-defense as reason for purchase, then uh, the, the application is likely to be rejected by the government. And it's already difficult to get a firearm anyway. If you apply for a license, it takes about four to five months to get the license in South Africa to be able to purchase your gun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they say, you know, you outlaw firearms and only outlaws will have firearms, and I will be a part of that group right there because, uh, you know, they ain't taking my guns. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, I heard Brindy Wells say, you know, before she left South Africa that, uh, you know, when they started implementing strict gun laws, so... First off, she had to apply for a license, uh, which meant she had to go there, take a test, pop off a few rounds, and uh, the first the first year she was okay and got to keep her gun. Second year, they found out that 17 years prior, she had to take uh, Xanax for after she had a, her son and had some, uh, what do they call that? Uh, Postpartum depression. Yes. So she had to take some... Um, some Xanax for that, and because of what happened 17 years prior, damn near two decades, well, you're you're no longer eligible. You're not mentally able to have a firearm, so we're just going to take this. And, of course, it wasn't like, you know, they, they compensated her for it. They said, give it to me now, took it away, so, and that was that. And then, of course, the police tried to bust her six months later because there was an incident with her gun because... They gave it to a criminal, I think. I'm, I don't know the full story behind that. But, uh, yeah, the serial number was traced back to her because it was used by a criminal after the fucking cops had taken it. So, so you know, and it's it's just been a downward spiral since then. I think that, I don't know exactly what year that was. But, uh, yeah, it's been a downward spiral. It's getting worse and worse. The farm murders are show no signs of stopping and and their 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 ugly creativity and how they do these farmers both black and white mind you and 
we're talking about we're talking about people that need their guns and they ain't they ain't going to be able to have them. They're trying to make sure that um, you know, and be, given the fact too that obviously they want to get the white people out of there because oh the white people stole our land they stole our land then they brought on apartheid and want to want to keep this bull bull going on and on and on. You know, the fact that, uh, you know, even law-abiding black citizens who want to get firearms are pretty much unable to do so. I'm... Um, yeah, that's hard. And the, the thing with the farmers, I mean, even if, no matter how competent the, the police will get and well-trained, most farmers are in remote areas. If a farm murder or farm attack happens, the police is not going to be able to get there in time to stop the farm attack. No, um, no, they're not. They but the only thing they'll be able to do if they become more competent and more professional is if the farmer has them detained and tied to a tree, they can come and arrest them. And, um, and see, and that's, that's all they can do. And, and even more, that's becoming illegal, too, because, oh, you assaulted this man. You're the bad guy. Even though he came in with a machete ready to cut your throat or tie you to a chair and and make you watch as they rape your wife. You hit them over the head with a frying pan and tie, and tie them up and let the police uh, come and take them. Well, you hit them over the head with a frying pan. You committed well, I assault. How much, <laughs> I don't know how much it gets enforced, but I do know in the 1994 Constitution, it is written that if somebody breaks in your house and tries to assault you, you can, you can defend yourself with a gun legally, but you have to, uh, they're trying to change that, but you can, but you have to fire a warning shot first. See, and I like to say, when the police come, I don't know how much of that gets enforced. I don't know if it's just a dead law on the books. But that is that is the that is a rule in South Africa that you have to fire a warning shot first. But what I was going to say is the farm murders, the police are largely unresponsive. And when they get there, it's too late. That's never going to change. But even during the Mandela years, farm attacks were, were under control because he allowed the com farm commando units. Um, but under Tabo Mbeki uh, in 2000, that changed. And Tabo Mbeki disbanded the farm commando teams. Um, Mandela wanted farm attacks as a priority crime. Um, now, he proposed expropriation, but with compensation, not without compensation. But even the land that he bought legally from farmers, that the farmers agreed to sell um, to them, that land has not been sufficiently transferred over. The ANCs just kept it, and the land has gone to... to to nothing. Um, so only about 6% of the expropriation with compensations have been successful, maybe 6 to 13%. So without compensation, it's going to be much worse. Oh, um, but yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, so the farm command being disbanded have just been a problem. Farm attacks have been on the rise since 2000. The media has just not reported on it until now. So... As we shift gears, remember what I have said, what John B. Wells has said, is that South Africa is the test bed. That is the blueprint for what they want here in America. And so far, our country has been following it step by step, word for word, verbatim, almost. So... Now, you, you know, unfortunately here in the U.S., we, we have been having these shootings. And let's, let's think about it, too. I believe Sandy Hook was a gun-free zone. You know, and a lot of other 
ones, you know, happen in gun-free zones where, you know... Well, uh, look at Chicago. Chicago is one of the most uh, strictest places in the U.S. where you to get a gun. Look what's happening there. Before Chicago, it was Washington, D.C. Those are about two of the most violent cities in America. So, and, yeah, go on. I'm sorry. And that gun control has been implemented there just uh, like, like crazy, and it has not reduce the crime it actually stricter gun laws were in deep washington dc and chicago crime has actually increased well let's take this into consideration um i do understand that uh, there there have been some shootings where um the uh the assailant has legally purchased their uh firearm from a from a nearby sporting goods store or whatever um most of the, but most of these crimes, they they happen with either stolen weapons from somebody's house, or black market dealers that sell guns out of the back or out of the trunk of their car. Yeah, I mean, and you think you you think they're going to stop that? Fuck no, they ain't going to stop that. And of course, uh, Joe Biden wants to make. David Chipman, the the um, director of the Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, one of the worst, uh, and I'm sorry, not one of the worst, the worst law enforcement agency, period. We're talking the ATF went to Ruby Ridge, shot first, asked questions later. The ATF went to Waco, Texas, shot first, asked questions later, and told a bunch of lies about that. I mean, they got, and they, of course, the, the mainstream media has been twisting for longer than what people people know. I mean, MSNBC and uh, MSNBC, whatever, whoever they may be, you know, they they portrayed. Uh, let's take Waco as a very good example. David Koresh may have been a lunatic, I agree. You know, somebody who thinks he's God. And uh, there were people that said, yeah, he, he, he uh, disciplined uh, with, with an iron fist. He, um, he had sex with kids saying, the Lord wants, wants you to take my seed and have my baby. You know, I mean, and if he did that, you know, I mean, that's what's portrayed by Hollywood. That's what's portrayed by the mainstream media. But we can't, but. I'm coming to to learn that that's what uh, they want you to they want you to think to to make you think that he was so evil and the ATF was justified in what they did. Fact of the matter is, the ATF went in, shot first, asked questions later, and seventy some innocent men, women, and children were slaughtered. And you have David Chipman. He was a part of that siege, standing on the hollowed, burnt ground with pride. There's a picture of it. Google the name David Chipman. You cannot miss this picture. It's, no, 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 it's no. disgusting. Now, I remember that story. Now, keep in mind, there were several ATF agents who didn't agree with what was going on. They just had to follow orders. And um, but yeah, but but it was knowing that there were and David Crush was a lunatic. I, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe he was just uh, an evil idiot, and something had to be done. But they bulldozed that entire building, knowing hostages were there. 
But for something like for the ATF to do something like that, they had to get authorization from the federal government. The the thing is not the ATF. The thing is, you know, Bill Clinton and Janet Reno. They had to authorize it. It and uh, but then Chipman coming in and he's still there. And then Biden wants to appoint Chipman for that. And Chipman's very anti-gun. Um, that we already know. I mean, the defund the police movement looked good in theory, but we're already saying you put it to use, it's going to be a disaster. Well, they're still going down that road, and now what they want to do is they want to take guns away from. They want to stop on any police, and want to take guns away from the private citizens. And there's a. I mean, there are some genuine liberals that think this is the best thing, and they they have good hearts. But then there's others like I think Kamala Harris and uh, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and all of them AOC. They want to do this for power, a power grab. Um, they want the crime to increase, and they want us to not be able to defend ourselves, so we have to become more dependent on them. So basically— Or to- we become like a war zone, and then— Because you can legally in the Constitution um, suspend certain rights if it gets so bad, like Lincoln did in the Civil War with habeas, suspending habeas corpus for Maryland. But the nation has to be divided. A state has— I mean, it has to be like World War III before you can do something like that. But there's a percentage of them, I firmly believe, that want World War III to happen so they can, and they want, you know, the United States to become third or fourth world so they can have all these emergency powers so they can hang on to it. Because they're not going to get reelected. Everybody knows now what they're all about. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna take the extremist measures. They can. Uh, nothing is beyond uh, them. Uh, Brett, what I want to do is I want to take a moment here because uh, it was last week that uh, that uh, David Chipman sat down and with uh, Senate, uh, you know, there were some questions being asked by Sen- Senator Ted Cruz and a few others. Let's take a moment and uh, listen to what was said there. Mr. Chipman, a minute ago, uh, Senator Whitehouse asked you if any of your views on guns are out of step with the majority of the American people. Um, the, AR, the AR-15 is one of, if not the most popular rifle in America. It's not a machine gun. It's a rifle. Uh, your public position is that you want to ban AR-15s. Is that correct? Senator, uh, thank you for the question, and thank you for our visit yesterday and offering me a Dr. Pepper. It made me reminisce about my time in Central Texas. But now to your uh, question. Uh, with respect to the AR-15, uh, I support uh, a, a ban as, um, as has been presented um, in uh, a Senate bill uh, and supported by the president. Um, the AR-15 is a gun I was issued on ATF's SWAT team, and it's a particularly lethal weapon. Um, and regulating it as other particularly lethal weapons um, I have advocated for. Um, as ATF director, if I'm confirmed, I would simply enforce the laws and the books. And right now, um, there is no such uh, ban on those guns. So you want to ban the most popular rifle in America. Uh, a minute ago, and, and you noted there is a Senate bill. Senator Feinstein had a bill. Uh, to ban some 2,000 specified rifles and, and other firearms in her bill. In 2013, the Democrats had a majority in the Senate. It was the Harry Reid Senate. And we voted on the Senate floor on Senator Feinstein's so-called assault weapon ban. Do you know how many senators voted for it? No, I do not. Forty. Sixty voted against it. So in a Democratic Senate, a supermajority voted against a ban. Now, part of the reason they voted against the ban, as you're aware is 
During the Clinton administration, there was a ban in effect. The Department of Justice studied the effect of that law and discovered that it had no measurable impact on violent crime. Is that right? Senator, um, I did enforce this law for 10 years as an ATF agent. Um, I'm unfamiliar with um, the study that you, you are pointing out, and I apologize for that. Well, when you and I met in my office last night and discussed it, I asked if there were any data to suggest that the ban was effective. And, and what you said in the office is you, you were not aware of any data, that the data was, I think, mixed is the term you used. Yeah, yes, Senator. Um, what I said to you I, yesterday, you've accurately stated it. Um, I, I think it was mixed, which, um, you know, I stand by that remark. And I think my recollection is that uh, evidence was shown that the limitation on magazine size had an impact. I also believe that later studies showed that the use of assault weapons in mass shootings had declined during that period. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's how I would like to characterize my views on that. So you also said when you and I talked yesterday in the office that Senator Feinstein's bill, which a supermajority of senators voted against in a Democratic Senate, you said that bill didn't go far enough and you wanted an even broader ban to ban you said it didn't go far enough. Is that right? Um, Senator, thanks for that question and the ability to, to clarify. What I did say is that Senator Feinstein's bill uh, did not um, address uh, those firearms um, that are currently in the possession of Americans. And then I did share with you my view as an advocate, which would be quite different than someone actually enforcing the law in the books, that those firearms could be treated uh, uh, under the NFA and regulated that way, which would deal with those currently in the possession of Americans. So when you say it didn't go far enough, you mean that you don't just want to ban the manufacturer of those rifles. You don't just want to make it illegal to sell those rifles, but you want to actively have government go after the people who currently possess firearms. And if they don't register and submit to all of the onerous restrictions of the National Firearms Act, presumably confiscate their weapons? Senator, um, what I've said publicly is that uh, as an advocate, uh, I prefer a system where the AR-15 um, and other assault weapons are regulated under the National Firearms Act. You have called for an assault weapons ban. I have a simple question for you. What is an assault weapon? Senator, um, an assault weapon would be, in, in the context of the question you asked, what Congress uh, defines it as. So you're asking us to ban assault weapons. We have to write legislation. Can you tell me what is an assault weapon? How would you define it if you were the, chair, the head of the ATF? How have you defined it over the last several years as uh, your role as a gun control advocate? Um, Senator, um, if I'm confirmed as ATF director, um, you know, my recollection is the only um, um, process by, by which ATF is weighed in is that I know there's a demand letter three program, which requires multiple reports, uh, multiple sale reports on the southwestern border. And ATF in that program has defined an assault rifle as any semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine um, above the caliber of 22, which would include a 223, which is, you know, largely the so, AR-15. Uh, Senator, uh, um, the bill uh, to ban assault what, weapons is, what is your dozens of pages. Of There's no way I could define an assault weapon. You don't have any. Senate. You're going to run an a this agency, and you don't have a definition of assault weapon. 
but I would be enforcing the definition that members yeah, of Congress have. Yeah, but don't be issuing rules and regulations. Just give me your definition. Um, I'll give you one definition that ATF Give me your definition. Uses. One definition that ATF currently Give me your definition. I can give you one definition. If you won't answer my question, I, how can I vote for you? I'm done, Mr. Chairman. I don't think I'm going to get an answer. I'm, I'm amazed that that might be the definition of assault weapon. That would basically cover every single modern sporting rifle in America today. Um, let me put it this way. If I wanted to buy an assault weapon and I walked into Walmart or Cabela's or some other firearm dealers and I looked up on the wall where they were labeling their weapons, would there be a label on the wall for assault weapon? Um, I don't believe, um, Senator, and thank you for this question, that the firearms industry has used the term assault rifle in their marketing um, since there was a ban on it. Uh, it was after that that they changed uh, their use of the term assault rifle to the modern sporting rifle. So you, you believe that every weapon that takes a detachable magazine that can take a 22 round or, or 5.56 in the military parlance should be defined as an assault weapon? Um, let me clarify. Uh, what I believe I just said is any semi-automatic rifle. Um, with, okay, any semi-automatic rifle. Um, what, what? That's the definition. A detachable magazine that takes a 5.56 or 22 round should be defined as an assault weapon. Senator, um, you asked me um, if ATF um, had uh, used this term. And I was sharing with you my knowledge of a program in which ATF has defined this term. Um, and it is in the Demand Letter 3 program. And that rifle is a semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine with a round greater than a 22 caliber. And in those cases, firearms dealers on the southwest border are required to make a multiple sale report to ATF. All right, so we just heard David Chipman uh, being addressed by the Senate. And basically, so, Brett, let me ask you, what is your personal definition of an assault rifle? Um, my personal definition of an assault rifle, um, I've only owned, well, I've owned 30 alt sixes before for deer hunting when mm -hmm. I hunted in Mississippi. I, I didn't have the clip, so I use it in a single shot way. Um, but I would probably say 10, uh, 10 to 15 rounds. I mean, I'm not a libertarian. I don't think anybody should own an AK-47 or have a tank, uh, have a tank or a, a bazooka in their yard. Um, but I think you should be a, an AR-15. I think is okay, and you just but but if you have if you commit any felony, which you, convicted felons can't legally get any kind of a firearm. Oh, but or if you commit several misdemeanors or even have a DUI, you can get it taken away. Um, you know, I'm okay with if you have a sporting goods store um, demanding when you close the store for the day, putting the stuff in the vault, but the government needs to provide the vault for that store because several small business owners cannot afford a vault like that and to keep the criminals away. So, you know, um, so I think people should be able to own sporting goods stores, but assault rifle, I don't think you should own an AK-47 or an M-16, but an AR-15 doesn't bother me. So yeah. kind of a tough question. Uh, I, I understand why it's a tough question. Of course, we just heard David Chipman. He can't even answer the question because he just seems incompetent of, of answering it in a professional manner. Um, but, uh, you know, I believe that, you know, AK-47, M16 Uzi, 
bazooka. I mean, that's already illegal for civilians to have right there, unless you know you're in the you're in the military and uh, you have that behind a glass case or something. Because I know of veterans that do do that. Um, but in all reality, yeah, I mean, I go to my local uh, sporting goods store. You can't get something that's fully automatic. You can get semi-automatic. To me, now this my def personal definition of an assault rifle probably would be would not be a bolt action, would not be a lever action, would not be a pump action, but more of a semi-automatic that that takes uh, ten to fifteen uh, takes a ten to fifteen round clip. It you know it is a it is a tough question to ask, but also the AR fifteen. I don't personally have use for one. I don't want one, but I am not opposed to American citizens having an AR-15. And believe it or not, AR-15s have been used in hunting. Now, um, David Chipman just basically said in his own words, well, if, if Congress says it's an assault rifle and needs to be banned, I'm going to stand behind 100%. So... You know, one of the things they're talking about is any rifle with a scope. I've got, me myself, I've got a .30-06 Ruger that holds three in the magazine, a total of four if you keep one in the chamber. And most states and their hunting regulations say you, can only, you can't have any more than, than and three in the, uh, in the magazine while you're hunting. But basically, uh, they're they're going to say well, any rifle with a scope needs to needs to go, and it doesn't matter what action that is, and that's a bunch of bullshit. No, look, here's the thing. I mean, and you um, if you talk to veterans or people who have been former cops, um, they have to really get taught a lot different when they go to the military, particularly if they grew up hunting, because shooting with the scope is a lot different than shooting in general. But like shooting with a gun without a scope is a lot, is difficult and will require a lot of training and there will be a lot more, um, I think casualties, particularly if you like, okay, some states, I think it's Florida and Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, that you can shoot somebody while you know they're trying to break into their house. They don't have to put it in the house. It's called a castle law. Well, if they ban the scopes, then there's going to be a lot more homicides uh, and home invasions successful ones well let me just tell you there's um you know you talked about how in south africa you have to fire a warning shot first well i'll, I'll tell this funny story again it was a, a, a little over 20 years ago um all right and adam with the scope if they start banning scopes there's going to be a huge overpopulation of animals that are going to eat all the grass and will have a major imbalance in the ecosystem yeah, i agree as well uh, oh yeah there's it is, I mean, very, very difficult. I mean, it is a lot more difficult to be able to shoot without a scope than with one. And once you learn how to shoot without a scope, you're there and it's awesome, but it takes a lot more training and not, we're not a draft country. We don't have to draft. Not everybody in this country is equipped to have military and police training. And if they ban the scope, then more people aren't going to be able to hunt and there's going to be a lot more missed shots and then there's going to be way too many deer and then the deer are going to eventually die out due to overpopulation. Not just deer, deer, elk, moose, caribou, all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, let me keep in mind one, one other thing too is when I bought that, when I bought that rifle, it uh, did not come with the scope. I had to, I had to have buy the scope separately and have it mounted on there. You, uh, before tw uh, 20, 30 years ago, if you bought something without a scope, it normally had open sights on it. They're not doing that anymore. 
I, I, the only t rifles I saw in that that place that had open sights were the lever action rifles that didn't have scopes. That was it. And those were more for nostalgia anyway. But, uh, you know... Oh, 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 I agree. Yeah. You know, I, and I like the lever action rifle, and, I could, you know, you see it often in westerns and all that, but the problem with the lever action is that they, they jam way too easily, more than, more than any other action that I can think of. Um, but I was going to say, you know, you talk about that warning shot. Number one, firing a shot in the air. Um, sorry, what goes up must come down. And uh, they, they did that in New Orleans a few years ago, and some people got hit in the head and killed when the bullet came down. So, you know, you got to figure out where you're firing that warning shot. If you're firing it into the ground into a clump of dirt, maybe, maybe you'll, you'll be fine. But... Uh, you know, this is what, what I did. It was uh, a little uh, over 20 years ago, I, I had an altercation with somebody. And I was running my mouth a little bit too loosely, I will agree. And uh, that person, he approached me at my place of employment and said, uh, you better shut your mouth because I know where you live. And it, if you don't, I'm going to come kick down your door and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I said, if you're really that stupid go ahead, but it will be your funeral. And he, he said, oh, you, you ain't got the balls. So that day, that day, that night actually did come and he was pounding at my door. All I did was grab my, my 12 gauge pump action unloaded, mind you, because I had no intention of shooting him. But my intention was this, was to scare the hell out of him at first. So he started kicking at my door. I stood very quietly by my door with my 12 gauge and I cocked that pump action. You know, that, that sound can be very intimidating. And uh, with the hopes that he'll go away after hearing that. Well, that did work because uh, once he heard that sound, he left. However, plan B, if he was going to continue to bash down my door, the next thing he was going to get was that gun stock in his face. So I think I handled that situation rather well. <laughs> yeah, well, the, I mean, the thing is, a lot of criminals, at least here in the southeast, I mean, there are some that carry guns, but a lot of the criminals here, particularly small-time criminals, they have either switchblade knives or pocket knives. And I've seen white criminals with pocket knives, and then I've seen black criminals with switchblades. It's not a stereotype. A lot of them do, both white and black. Well, the thing is, though, if you pull, pull a gun at them, I can tell you they're going to back off. Oh, they'll be if pissing their pants. If they're trying to rob or stab you with a knife, if you don't have a gun to defend yourself and you're trying to fight them with their hands and they have a knife, they may not want to kill you, but they're going to they're gonna kill you to get away because they don't want to be arrested or they don't want to be, yeah, they don't want to go to prison. Um, but if you have a gun, they're not going to try anything. Most definitely. Most definitely. And so, I mean, I, I just think that, like, in China, it's the only areas in China, and I've talked to Chinese immigrants to the, in the United States, and they've been on, you know, conservative TV shows and stuff. They're, China's a lot more dangerous than it lets on. I'm not talking about the COVID. I'm talking about with crime. The only, the, ma the only American expats in China are they're in the major cities, and the government keeps eye on what they do or what they see or don't see. You can't own a gun in China. They're, they don't have a proper mental health program either. 
And there are a lot of stabbings that go on in China. And a lot of it is just getting a kitchen utensil and going out stabbing somebody or finding a, a knife or a fork in a homeless kitchen and going out and stabbing somebody. That gun control is not, it has not done anything for homicides in China. Well, uh, another good example, Brett, is uh, prisons where they have the highest amount of gun control in the United States, yet uh, they know how to... They know how to sharpen a toothbrush or take the trays that they eat off of and make a shank out of that. So, do you, I mean, just because they don't have guns doesn't mean they don't have murder. Oh, there's about three to four prison murders a year, and I'm not, like, I wouldn't encourage people to do this. I mean, fortunately, they need more competent prison guards to check this, but, I mean, it is really easy because I've seen this on TV and stuff, for somebody to bake a cake for somebody, a family member, Christmas or their birthday, and put a knife in it. Yeah, they put a knife in it, or like I said, you know, sharpen a toothbrush. Or, you know, they take they do just about uh, anything they can, anything creative to, to make the what they call shanks, which is a homemade knife. Yeah, well, and then sometimes the prisoners have more rights than the guards now. I mean, sometimes it's just a, a bloody pulp, but their guards are underpaid, so there's not enough of them. But then they're so restricted, they're they're scared to sometimes get involved. Oh, and can you blame them? I mean, we're talking no, cause they'll lose their jobs and their pensions, and a lot of them have families. <laughs> I mean, not only that, but you're thinking too. This is, I mean, being a police officer is a dangerous job because, uh, and even more so than being a correctional officer. But, uh, wow. Yeah, but, I mean, still, being a correctional officer, I mean, ooh. Um, this watch, yeah, it's, uh, what's because that? Because a lot of, well, in Mississippi, they've done a good job. You now have to, well, they did half a good job. You now have to go through police academy to be able to be certified as a correction. As far as I know, I think you do. It's not quite there, but it's getting there. But they haven't increased the pay enough where I think more people will apply. Um because, yeah, I mean, it is real easy for, because sometimes because cops are overworked, particularly if they're on the night shift, they'll miss a knife or something frisking. And so by the time that person gets to prison, already angry as is, they have a knife where they can reach it. Yeah, you know, they. you saw the movie Con Air where they're hiding, they, they'll hide things. Obviously, it's, it's no secret, you know, they hide drugs or whatever in their ass. But uh, the movie Con Air, you know, they are hiding little pieces of metal under their skin, like splinters. And I'm like, oh, my God. No, they, they really do that. And, um, you know, my, my favorite metal band or one of my favorite metal bands of all time, Slayer, they, you know, the last three videos they came out with were ungodly violent to begin to start with there. I mean, really violent videos. Um, but, uh, Repentless. Yeah, I love metal and rock and roll, but I never listened to Slayer or Marilyn Manson or anything. <laughs> I mean, it's their first amendment right to sing what they sing, but I'm a Christian and I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't do something like that. I listen to Ozzy Osbourne every now and then, but that's about <laughs> as far as I go. I'm still a Christian and, uh, there are certain songs by Slayer I do not like, but, uh, Repentless, uh, just watch the video to Repentless and it's actually as realistic to a prison riot as you can possibly get. It's it's pretty bad. 
Yeah, well, it's like also in prison, though, like they, they, you wear sandals. Um, and they say that, but I mean, you, you've seen it. I mean, we, we were all, we all used to be kids and we all used to, you know, act out too much. We were eight, nine years old. We weren't mature then. Sometimes if it was someone like you, or if it was somebody, if you were the person they didn't like, you get popped with a flip pop every now and then. I mean, that shit hurts or that stuff hurts. You know, I've always said it too. I mean, there's a lack of disciplining our youth these days, you know, this, especially with this woke society out out there you know it's illegal to spank your kids now i don't of course there's there's a fine line between discipline and, and abuse but i think some kids need, yeah, a, need an ass whooping. I'm, I'm, spanking is not a problem I, I don't have a problem with that i mean i've got i got spanked i got disciplined but there's a lot of people that abuse it so i'm very sympathetic to the other side because i i wasn't abused and i know plenty of people that weren't abused but some people just take abuse their power as parents and um, take corporal punishment to another level. Well, I mean, you and I, uh, without giving any details of the situation, but uh, I, you and I have already talked about this in a private conversation. You know what I had to do to somebody, so I can't really yeah. say it here on the air. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, like, an example, and these are people I know, but I, I can't name names, but they... And, and they didn't excuse what their kid did. They said, and he was in a public school, but in a rural area, and he got paddled. Well, they, the parents were okay with it. They said he was in the wrong. He got paddled, but he got paddled too much. And they had the, um, I personally didn't see it, but I heard that they showed the authorities the marks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they filed a lawsuit or what, but I do know they pulled, pulled, up, pulled the kid out and put him in private school. And they said it, he deserved to get punished, but the principal took it too far, and that's just an example. I agree with you 100%, of course. I've always said, too, and, and, and you can disagree with me all you want, but, uh, you know, I mean, the crime rate is way too high, and there are certain steps we can take to uh, to lower the crime, the crime rate, like... Uh, Oh no! Uh, a month to six month to years in jail sometimes doesn't affect somebody, but ten lashes with a bullwhip for doing something. I mean, I'm sorry. I I support that. I wish you know that. Oh, oh, I do too. And when integration first happened in Mississippi, crime wasn't increasing in the seventies and the eighties. It was fine, uh, but our state prison parchment for the longest time you could they had the whipping man at parchment, and you typically didn't have reoffenders. Of yeah. any race or color. Yeah, and, and I mean, integration didn't really decrease increase crime, as far as I'm aware of. I didn't see that where it became a problem is you couldn't discipline the prisoners anymore, or um, Mississippi had to be punished. What happened in L.A.? Now I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but if you got arrested, you know, in Mississippi years ago, they'd take you down the stairs to the the jail was in the basement, but they'd cut the lights off and throw you down the steps and. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm typically saying you didn't have too many people get rearrested. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing that I do support is, um, you know, I, obviously what happened in Singapore for for a can of spray paint was unnecessary. I think, however, I don't think, or, the, or because you spit your gum on the sidewalk. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's they're pretty strict over there. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, you get caught stealing. I think I'll take one lash to the palm of your hand with a bamboo cane. Are you gonna? And t- I guarantee you ain't gonna steal again. 
Well, yeah, typically Singapore don't have real fenders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we are just about out of time, but uh, Brad, I want to thank you once again for joining the show because uh, this was an important discussion that I've been wanting to have. Um, before we hit the music set coming up, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, you got a YouTube out there. Why don't you go ahead and plug that and tell the listeners where they could come listen to you and hear what you have to say. Okay, yeah, I have a YouTube channel. I have over a thousand subscribers, and I typically talk about events, what's happening around the world, also in the U.S., but mostly it focuses on Africa and Asia, but I also tell several U.S. military stories. I was not in the military, but I've uh, studied the military thoroughly, and a lot of friends, friends in the military. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, if you guys are interested in international news or want to cover something or want to hear something that the mainstream media doesn't typically cover or they cover a small article, come to my channel. And all you got to do is go to YouTube and type in Brett Sessoms, uh, S-E-S-S-U-M-S, and I'm right there. All right. Well, Brett, thank you so much for your time and look forward to hearing from you again in the near future. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. You bet. Now, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we have Skin Jacket, going to be followed by Aaron Stahl, the DOC, Frantic Amber, and Dean Chansey. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask, Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. I just rolled my eyes. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my, oh, my, my, oh, my. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah.
Are you struggling to hold back from beating the shit out of everyone around you? You may have a condition known as chronic rage and anger psychosis, also known as CRAP. But don't despair. There are treatment options. Ask your doctor if once a day Attituda ethanol C2H60 may help you. Clinical studies have shown Attituda to be effective for people struggling with CRAP. Attituda is not for everyone. Call your doctor about unusual mood changes, behaviors, or suicidal thoughts. CRAP medications can increase these in children, teens, adults, people under the age of 40, people over the age of 40, including the dead. Elderly dementia patients may have the increased urge to kill everyone under the age of 62. Call your doctor if you cough up blood for more than three hours or can't remember which side of your body your ass is on, as these may be signs of tuberculosis or that you're high. Or if you have uncontrollable bowel movements, as these may be permanent, in which case you can skip calling your doctor. High cholesterol has been seen with Attituda and medicines like it when taken with bacon and, in extreme cases, biscuits and gravy. Other risks include reduced sperm count, which is actually a good thing because there's a greater chance that you won't reproduce, as well as dizziness on standing, seizures, the flu, polio, retardation, scabies, gray hair, fungal pneumonia, hearing loss, fecal complexion, and impaired judgment. Avoid drinking Dr. Pepper and raccoon urine. Do not operate machinery without someone there to film it for YouTube. There are paths to treat CRAP. Ask your doctor if once a day Attituda is right for you. For an Attituda savings card, go to StinkyCanyon.com. Every day 
Hey, yo, Stan. Dre laid the tracks. I'm laying the vocals. We need some guitar that rocks. You know what I'm saying? So, um, let's do this.
about last week And as he talked, I got angry He said they killed his cousin Dion On his farm while he was sleeping And I could hear him softly crying I didn't know what to do I didn't know what to say So when he said goodbye I told him that I'd pray But I couldn't I just stood there getting madder by the minute Cause I heard people say With all the crime in the RSA A few dead farmers don't matter But they matter to me He's coming back for more One more mother One more father One more sister One more brother One more child One more grandfather One more innocent grandmother I can hear him growling at the door He wants one more I finally got the chance To drive out and see your I found him working in his field started talking telling me about his family and their love for this land how they came up on the great trip and found water where no one had how there wasn't anyone from miles and miles and miles around Later we sat down to eat He put a picture on the table next to me He said that's Delray and my granddaddy And this right here's his rifle I cleaned it again today it if I have to to keep the wolves at bay no more mothers no more fathers no more sisters no more brothers no more children or grandfathers no more Grandmothers He stood there like
He was carved in stone Saying no Sisters, no more brothers, no more children or grandfathers, no more innocent grandmothers. Put your blood above the door, don't let them have one more. Lord, put your USAC Incorporated, the United South Africa Coalition, comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. USAC works to inform world leaders of the present-day conditions in South Africa through documents, news reports, images, videos, publications, petitions, and witness statements to unite with South African leaders to bring meaningful assistance to people in South Africa, to educate and develop trade schools to improve the quality of life in South Africa, to enact employment laws that are fair and equal for all in South Africa, and to work on trade development projects to improve South Africa's economy. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit usac.center. This is The Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. (laughs) Who farted? Yeah, we'd like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Doogie Howser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states. Three children are asking their parents where babies come from. Two children run away and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is The Renegade Show. Go to Facebook.com slash Radio Chris Master to find out days, times, and stations of where you can catch The Renegade Show. Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho want to indoctrinate Idaho kids from cradle to college, teaching them hate America propaganda that white people are inherently racist, gun rights are evil, and it's okay to swap genders. 
Idaho state representatives will vote soon on Senate Bill 1193 that would give $6 million to a leftist organization that teaches this nonsense to Idaho's youngsters. You can stop this. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org. Join the fight against Idaho Senate Bill 1193. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org. Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator, that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution. The High Ion Bio-Key Quantum Scalar Energy Pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit OutlawRadioABS.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. I believe, though, that website is still under construction. With that said, songs you just heard, you just heard Dean Chansey with No More. Very good song about what's going on down there in South Africa. You pay close attention to it. Before that, Frantic Amber with Soar. Before that, the DOC with Beautiful But Deadly and a brilliant, brilliant guitar artist there. Uh, they call him Stan the Guitar Man with uh, rap artist the DOC. The way they put that together was just fucking awesome. Before that, Aaron Stahl with Judgment Day. And starting off the whole set, the North Carolina local band Skin Jacket with Rolled My Eyes. All right, so it's been a little while since I've done this. But in the words of Chris Master, it is time. This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. From the Outlaw Radio newsroom, it is none other than I, Bad Billy. All right, so what's going on in the world of weird news? Uh, <laughs> this looks interesting. This 11-year-old is playing to a captive audience. That's because she's performing in a zoo for lemurs, meerkats, zebras, and hippos. 
seen Lana Supat wears an alligator costume, of course, as she serenades her friends at a zoo in Thailand. The ring-tailed lemurs there sometimes like to get in on the act, hopping on her keyboard or on Sinlada herself. The zoo in the eastern province of Chonburi has been closed to visitors during the pandemic. A zoo rep said the residents there have missed the usual stream of human visitors. Sinlada says her medley of Thai folk and pop songs helps the animals feel relaxed and less lonely. And more lemur news. Thousands of miles away, England's Chester Zoo welcomed the birth of a rare red-bellied lemur. The new lemur is about the size of a banana and is as cute as bananas are delicious. The wee primate is a welcome addition to the pool. Red-bellied lemurs are classified as being vulnerable to extinction. And a zoo in Poland recently welcomed the birth of some ring-tailed lemurs of its own. They're part of a reported baby boom at the zoo. The penguins, kangaroos, and camels there have all made new penguins, kangaroos, and camels, respectively. So when their human visitors eventually return, there'll be lots more to share, and one can only hope. There'll be music too. This is Inside Edition Digital. All right, so that pretty much said it all right there. 11-year-old pianist wears alligator costume to perform for lemurs and other animals. There are zebras in there. And, uh, yeah, you said, like I said, you know, zoos were closed during the COVID-19 pandemic. Pandemic, by the way. Um, but I can answer the question as to why... Uh, animals have been procreating because of the zoos being closed. Uh, the animals can mate and do their business without a bunch of people gawking at them. So <laughs> I think that answers all that right there. All right. You want to see the story for yourself? Just go to our Twitter at Outlaw Radio ABS on Twitter. All right. What else do we have here? Walter, the friendly grouse, becomes man's backyard companion. New London, New Hampshire. Some people are greeted by the family dog. For Todd Westward, it's a ruffled grouse. The bird started hanging out in the New London, New Hampshire area backyard last month with Westward while his family was away on a trip. His wife, Mary Beth Westward, posted in Facebook. Since then, the bird named Walter has made himself a fixture in the yard. I just thought it was a fluke before we left, Mary Beth Westward said Friday. While we were gone, the bird formed this crazy attachment. He was here every single day, all, all, long, excuse me, all day long following him. Walter has perched on her husband's shoulder and arm and has visited his backyard workstation. Mary Beth Westward, Westward said, or excuse me, yeah, Westward said she's gotten a lot of positive comments from her post and heard some similar stories about social grouse, uh, excuse me, social grouses. She said, and the couple's daughters 
don't have the same same bond or she excuse me she said excuse oh man I'm tired and my third grade level readings kicking in she said she and the couple's daughter don't have the same bond with Walter he appears to chase them away he runs he runs like a feathered velocopter or or whatever that word is, I can't pronounce it, while he chases us down in the driveway in our cars. And then he goes back and sits up on the, the porch and pretends to be our watchbird, Westward wrote in her post. The ruffled grouse is the state bird is the state bird in Pennsylvania. The tame grouse phenomenon happens to be in the spring during the peak breeding season according to a video last year from pennsylvania game commission one theory is that the grouse is acting uh, okay there's a word i'm not able to pronounce and i'm not about to try it so uh, who fucking cares all right so the bird likes likes to hang around this man end of story all right what else we got going on here a whole bunch of bears crashed a high school pool party. Uh, let's have a look here. This happened in Gallenberg, Tennessee. So, there's a YouTube video here. Let's have a look. Just kidding. Oh, they're on the tennis courts. They're in the pool. Okay, we got, yeah, we got bears in the swimming pool. There's at least four of them. really brave. She saved our food. Yeah, she told us we couldn't go down. Dude, that uh, looks like there's a bear in the jacuzzi. Yeah. Yeah, bears in the tennis court. Yeah, another bear getting in the jacuzzi. Uh, bear getting in the swimming pool. Taking a dip in the pool. Can you all see the ones down on the tennis court? Yeah. yeah. We saw all of them very close to the tennis court. Some other bears just taking a seat down there at the steps. Okay, so we got a bear climbing the fence from the pool area getting into the tennis court. Another bear getting into the jacuzzi. Uh, now two bears playing in the jacuzzi. Now going from the jacuzzi to the swimming pool. swimming around drinking the chlorine water that's just gross because people piss in it you imagine being the pool boy and have to clean out that pool all the bear hair and probably shitting and pissing in it oh 
They're in the pool. There's seven of them. The seven total of seven bears. Oh, that one's Did you see the one on top of the yeah. one climbing the <laughs> tennis court? He's going like he's going to... Oh. Dude, look at that one on top of the fence over there. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so now they're playing it just uh, in the pool area now, but not inside the swimming pool or jacuzzi. I don't know. Where did you put your bag? <laughs> All right, so that's quite interesting. Uh, uh, like I said, that happened in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Just uh, yeah, high school pool party. Yeah, the bears took over that one. <laughs> All right. All right. So with that said, it is time for shower thoughts. Old people with makeup look worse than old people without makeup. If a cemetery bans you for life, it's still a temporary ban. Books are terrestrial hard drives for humans. Picking a fight and choosing your battle are the opposite. Before going to sleep, 10 or 15 minutes seems like nothing. Once you have to wake up, you'd kill for those 10 or 15 minutes. No matter how many times you've woken up in our lifetime, we never seem to get used to it. If cars would disappear, the radio would have a, an uncertain future. Pride Month is kind of gay, if you ask me. Oh, you think so? Sleeping is easiest when fighting against it and not for it. It's a luxury to have great parents. If you don't invest your money in your own for your own profit, the bank will invest your money for their profit, which is why I do not deal with fucking banks. Yeah, yeah, now that banks are shit. I don't like dealing with banks, uh, just professional thieves, if you ask me. 100% of bears, just speaking of bears again, 100% of bears are born out of wedlock. The word either has two different pronunciations and either way is fine. It's weird that tec technically we have eight fingers and two thumbs but ten toes. Bean dip. Bean dip deserve a little more credit because uh, humus is hogging the spotlight. Okay, I don't even know what the hell humus is. Men that have had their testicles removed are seedless human beings. No shit. If a person with a guide dog goes to jail, does the dog go with him? I doubt it. Cleaning your mirror before taking a nude is comparable to washing your sheets before having a date over. Humans hate the idea of death being final. That's why every popular that's why every popular belief is about eternal life. 
There are rich people named rich, but there are no poor people named poor. It takes two to tango, but only takes one to mango. There's a tribe on an island in the middle of of the ocean who has no clue what the hell has been happening in recent years. Amazon shows you what something costs. eBay shows you what something is actually worth. If you're too old to live alone, you're too old to drive. A shoebox is full of a shoebox full of smartphones is worth the same as a car. Mountains are boots of the earth. Okay. Let's see what else we got here. Prostitution is to assassination as porn is to gladiator gladiatorial combat. Spies have the most discreet employee of the month awards. Pole vote is the opposite of limbo. If artificial intelligence becomes autonomous, AI will likely be mad at humans for labeling it artificial. Carpenter ants wouldn't be so bad if they built something people could use. If someone is completely bald, their entire head is their forehead. Well, as my hairline was receding, and there's my uncle saying, you don't have a forehead, you have a six head. And shit like that. <laughs> Oxygen is more important for survival than food. Still, we store food in body as fat cannot store oxygen in any form. Only half only half of your jaw moves. The light at the excuse me, the light of your existence will exist until the end of the universe. Whales probably have the longest nipples of any mammal. I don't know, because I've never studied whale, whale anatomy and never really given a shit. We are all pathetic beings in someone's eyes. And there are plenty of uh, pathetic beings in my eyes, like Joe Biden or uh, David Chipman. Yeah, just name a couple right there. Hot water has more calories than cold water. Talking dogs would use the word phrase more than any other word. The next version of what excuse, excuse me, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first, an orange or orange? Okay, what did that made no sense? At least not to me. Money cannot be considered stable if it its value drops every year due to inflation. That's true. And that's very true. And we're seeing that shit right now. Thanks, Biden. Breaking bad habits can be extremely difficult whilst requiring no effort. A single lo- logo can add hundreds of dollars to any product. I got, got time for a couple more here.
Extras have to work a little bit harder in zombie movies. <laughs> All right. All actors and actresses are con artists. Yeah, one more. Revolting doors are doors that never shut. Oh, got to read this one. The existence of horny jail implies the existence of a horny gulag. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will do it for news, or news of the weird slash shower thoughts. All right. So for what's on tap next week, well, give this a listen. Saturday, June 12th, Outlaw Radio celebrates its six-year anniversary. Bad Billy will interview country singer Kimberly Dunn. And retired heavyweight boxer, kickboxer, MMA, and professional wrestling champion, Eric Esch, also known as Butterbean. But that overhand right of Butterbean's, we know, if that hits, it's going to knock you out. Bad Billy will also interview John B. Wells, host of talk radio shows Caravan to Midnight and Arc Midnight. Experience the lost art of radio with yours truly, John B. Wells. By the way, I am the aforementioned John B. Wells. It all happens Saturday, June 12th, beginning 4 p.m. Eastern on the AOW Radio Network. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Check outlawradioabs.com for more details. And there you have it. You do not want to miss that. Coming up next week, the sixth out the Outlaw Radio 6th Anniversary Special. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I shall be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio.
Searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment gossip, stupid news, and more. Sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down. A show that is not for pussies. Then you need to stop searching and check out the Charles Richardson Show. It's uncensored talk radio. No crybabies. No losers. No futtards. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, Get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums, provided you have a brain. For the 411 stations and showtimes, like the Charles Richardson Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some. You critics don't define our honor. 
You try to shame us for doing our job. You teach children to fear us, crowds to attack us, and good people to doubt us. But we will never back down from our sworn duty to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. We wake up every day, put on our badge, strap a gun to our hips, kiss our families goodbye, and put our lives between the law-abiding and any criminal who threatens their rights. We serve people of every color and creed, men, women, and children in violent, dangerous neighborhoods, because they have the same right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as CEOs, movie stars, and the political elite. We are Americans, and we are the American police officer. We stand with the National Rifle Association of America, and the NRA stands with us. Together, we're freedom's safest place. Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on a porch writing another song. Wailing, wailing, David Allen Cole You can't go wrong There's such great outlaw boys just like me Man, can't you see? Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song Stop loving her today. 
this old song About Waylon and Willie David Allen Coe The man in black and the possum George Jones Can't go wrong 